Hello and welcome to the Empowered Women's Project, a podcast and community made by women for women to help you live your best life and reconnect you back to the things that really matter. Today, we have a beautiful interview with the amazing Michelle Dowdy, and she is really diving into the topic of conversation, which I think a lot of people can relate to right now is how to find strength within the struggle. I think we are none of us are strangers to struggle in our life and I think at this time in the world right now there's a lot of people facing challenge and struggle that we didn't ever anticipate that we would. And Michelle shares her story on the journey that she's been on and how she's been able to really find strength during some of the most challenging times in her life and how she's come out the other side stronger, more focused and particularly knowing who she is and what she stands for. So let's jump in. Hey everyone, it's Kate here today and I'm super excited to have a special guest, Michelle Dowdy, on for our Empower Women's podcast today. Michelle is a mama of three. She has a huge passion for inspiring women to live their best life. And today we are going to be talking about some some really beautiful ways of bringing um, meaning to struggle that we go through in life as well. So thank you so much for joining us, Michelle. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. So uh, before we get started, I guess, into uh, today's topic, I'd love you to share a little bit about your backstory. I, I, I sense that accent is not from around here. <laughs> I'm not from around these parts. You, you are correct. Um, I have been in Australia for 10 years. I ended up marrying my high school sweetheart who I met in Michigan. Aww. So I spent more time in Michigan Actually, now Australia, I've spent more time here than anywhere else. I, I moved to six different states before I was eight years old, and from the age of eight to 18, lived in Michigan. And while I was there, I got to meet Campbell, um, whose family were there working at the time. So I've spent time in a lot of different places. Um, we got married after university, which we were, we were in Chicago for that. And then we straight away moved to London. We had no idea what we wanted to do or where we were going to live, but we knew that it was going to be London. We spent about a year there and then we found ourselves in New York City. And then once we began to think about our family, we moved back to um, an area where my family was down in the south in Atlanta. So we had quite the um, international trajectory. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Lots of adventure. That's so cool. Now, um, one of the things that, you know, we were chatting before we started recording today's episode was helping people find strength through the struggle. And I think none of us are immune to struggle in our life. It's something we unfortunately can't avoid. But what we can choose to do is it, it, sometimes it's, it's how we move through things. Sometimes we hear of someone go through a really hard time and it'll either be a pivot or a turning point where they kind of crash and go deeper into that space, or it's like the wake up call they needed to see life in a different way and, and, and move through that. So I would love you to kind of speak into that a little bit. And I know you've personally had a lot of struggle in life. And, and I think a lot of people are going to be able to relate to the way that you see it and how you move through it as well. How much time do we have? <laughs> um, yeah, I think, you know, when I was thinking about this topic, which is super 
near to my heart. I think it's such a powerful thing when we find strength in vulnerable places. Um, I know for myself, probably life began a little bit different than it does for a lot of people. We moved around all the time. Um, I was used to being the new face and the new kid and making new friends and learning what it was to say goodbye and have pen pals. And, you know, kids just think it's normal, but it's a lot of stress on a child. And so that was kind of how life began. And then I think when my parents split up, I was 14 years old and I'd kind of come to the point in life where I was like, I'm not doing the moving anymore. Like, I'm not doing this, you know, this is where we're going to be. And I kind of saw how life would be. I thought I saw what would happen. And that really, I have to say that particular one really uh, was unraveling for me because it was one of those moments where I felt very out of control something that was happening that was beyond me. And I felt like it was something that was also going to define me. I felt like it was something that was gonna label me as damaged goods. And it was a really, even thinking of it now, like I can tap into what those feelings were like. And I had a lot of really strong mentors in my life at that time. And, and there were people that would say positive things and you know that you know, there's nothing that you're gonna go through that you can't get through. And it just all sounded like, nothing I wanted to hear. Mm. And I think it wasn't until it was a year later and I was in the bathroom at school and this girl that I didn't know very well at all, she came up to me and she tapped me on the shoulder and with tears in her eyes, she said to me, can you help me? And I just kind of looked at her like, sure. And she said, I think that my parents are going to get divorced and I don't know what to do. Mm. And it was that moment that I realized that there's nothing that we go through that ever gets wasted, ever. Mm. And so even though I was only probably 15, 16 years old, and I still saw it as like a mar on who I was, I began to see that there's power and strength in being able to be a light for someone else, mm. to be able to reach out to someone else, that you do have the strength and that it is there and that if you do go through something it is not wasted you know and this became something that you know it I didn't stop there you know life happens life always happens um you know i moved to london after i got married and that was like a really strange experience that was unsettling um, my mom went through cancer another thing that i didn't want to be part of that club either <laughs> i saw 9 11 from my window in brooklyn um, you know, I've dealt with miscarriage and fertility struggles. And there's all these things that you think, I don't want to be a part of that. I just mm. want to reject that. I don't want that to be become part of my identity. But the thing is, each time you get through each one of those things, and each time you find the strength um, to move through it, there's another level of strength, there's another level of connection. And it's not necessarily something that you necessarily want to embrace, but it's a way to see things differently. That mm. when, when these things come up, the strength will come and you'll understand another part of your purpose of who you are. Yeah. I think, you know, for you being 15 or so and having someone come to you for help and guidance through such a tough time that you had personally, what a 
what a beautiful lesson that you had so early to give you that frame of reference of looking at all of this, the future struggle that you went through, whether you wanted to or not, to be able to, to realize that there would be a gift in some way um, that will bring strength and also healing to other people. It's really, really beautiful. Mm. It, it was a really empowering moment because I think so many times we can read things, so many times we can hear things and it just doesn't land until mm. you actually get to put that thing into action. Yeah. Somebody telling me it was going to be okay or somebody, you know, telling me like, you know, this won't be wasted. You know, it just doesn't sound like anything. But when you have that bigger capacity than you feel like you started out with and your heart grows bigger because you've experienced something and you've survived it, mm. the audience that you have, the people that you can talk to, the lives that you can impact, it just grows. And that to me probably it supersedes anything um, that, that was part of that challenge. You, you got me thinking about some times in life that I've been through some really personally tough times. And in that moment, I just was like, how am I ever going to look back on this and see the gift? Like, there's just no way. And then, you know, two, three years later, I, I had something similar where I had someone come to me and say, hey, I'm going through the same thing. Can you coach me through what I should do right now? And it was kind of in that moment that it all just was like, oh my gosh, now I see, you know, the, the beauty through the struggle. And one of the things you said earlier before we started recording as well is that the power in sharing a story, because it, it's, it's one thing to go through it. And you said before, like, I didn't want to be part of that club. I didn't want my mom to get cancer and all of these other things that, you know, we have as, as struggle comes, a lot of it is not welcomed. It's not something we scheduled in our calendar but our story, when we share it, it, it one day can be someone else's survival guide. And I love that perspective because that just brings so much power to our own journey. Can you speak into that a little more? Uh, you just, you, you actually nearly quoted one of my favorite quotes, which is from Brene Brown. And I, think I love her. So mm. much wisdom. Yes. Um, she says, one day you will tell your story of how you overcame what you went through and it will be someone else's survival guide. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Like it's, yeah, I, I've kind of lost track of what your question was because it's just such a powerful thing to, um, to realize that the struggles, the thing that we thought was the worst thing is mm. something that will be beautiful for someone else. Yeah. Well, well, here's a perspective. So I think we, we, we hear, and you kind of were saying about, all right, sometimes we get lip service and we get told, but sometimes it doesn't land until later. And we hear your vulnerability is your greatest strength. And that's all nice to say and everything. But um, I think for a lot of women, and if I'm speaking on my own journey, I think sometimes being vulnerable is scary. Being vulnerable, sometimes we can take as weakness. So if we share our struggle with people that they might put a label on us, think of us differently how do how do we shift it or you know see it differently so that we can actually go no if i share my story and i i am real with that i can actually be that survival guide for someone so that there's a bigger reason and purpose that i went through it yeah well a wise person once told me um you share the scar and not the scab mm -hmm. and <laughs> i think it's a really important thing to consider because 
I think in order to have the strength to be of service to someone else and to be able to be that kind of vessel that someone else might need, you actually do have to get through, you have to get through this um, challenge yourself and get to a point where you can actually talk about it, where you can actually reflect on it. If I think about probably the last traumatic event in my life, in a sense, was when we moved here 10 years ago. You know, I left and I still laugh to this day, but it touches my heart. My seven-year-old was saying to us while we were packing up, Mom, we can't leave. We're so established here. And it brought tears to my eyes because I thought, you know what, you're right. Like, I, if you would have asked me, if we would have done a podcast 10 years ago, it would have been a completely different podcast. I would have <laughs> had it all figured out. I would have told everybody what to do. And I felt like I was on top of my game. Mm. And we moved here and the script changed. Like, I felt naked. I felt under, not like misunderstood. I felt like I just lost my sense of identity. There was nothing around me to inform other people of who I was. Mm. And vulnerable was what I felt every single day, just opening my mouth at the supermarket. I would open my mouth and people were like, oh, where are you from? Like, I couldn't just be invisible. Yes. And I wasn't quite comfortable to like mingle. You know, I was dealing with a lot. I had, you know, a little one that was under one another one that was two, a seven-year-old that was starting school in a totally different school calendar, which I was still thinking, oh my gosh, this could ruin everything forever because he's a special student. Like I just, <laughs> the whole thing, like I just had a lot of mom hormones like busting around and it was just really like heavy, super heavy. And it's not probably until, I don't know, maybe three, maybe four years ago, that I could identify that at that time, all those things that I was experiencing, I was in a tremendous amount of grief and trauma. And I was literally depressed and I didn't even know it. I was depressed, I was sick, I was anxious. I did not recognize the person that I was. And it was really scary to me. And it was scary for me to talk to people on the phone back home and think, they're going to like bust me. They're going to know that it's not me anymore. Mm. And, you know, I had to come to a point where I could recognize that and come back to my identity and remember who I was and remember and find the lessons that it's not the things that define me. It's not the house that defines me. It's not the school that defines me. It's not the friend group that defines me. Like I'm still me mm. and I'm still plenty enough. And it wasn't until I could kind of regain my footing that I could then be someone that could talk to other people that were in the mess, that were feeling like they weren't enough, that were yeah. feeling like they had to prove themselves when they didn't feel like they were measuring up. Mm -hmm. And um, it's definitely not an easy one to learn, but it's, it is so empowering to know that little old me would have a message that could really literally save someone else's life. Mm, it's beautiful. You know, life is about em embracing the messy and the magical. It doesn't always come out the way <laughs> that we want it. And so I know 
the woman that you are now, you are impacting and inspiring so many people. You absolutely have found your voice or remembered, you know, it wasn't it hadn't gone anywhere. You just kind of reconnected with that. What are some, I know faith is a, plays a really, really big part in your life. What are some maybe steps or habits or things that you started to do or you do now regularly that keep you grounded and I guess remembering who you are that maybe some of our listeners can start to do or look into to to keep remembering who who they are and how important their their journey is and has been and and will be for other people too. Yeah, that's an amazing question and I will be really honest with you sometimes I'm a lot better at kind of getting to the point of how I figure that out and sometimes I get lost and have to refine it but truly for me faith is that backstop and whether you want to call it the universe or god or whatever it is that you look to i have this really central belief that i have been created with a purpose and that there've already been things created for me to do and my job is to just walk in those ways and so if i can reconnect to that um, whether that means spending time in prayer whether that means spending time reading whether that means spending time meditating and just getting quiet then that brings me back and anchors me to what it is that I'm supposed to do and what the real important priorities and purposes are. And I think it's also important to be with like-minded people. So if there's other people who you look up to and you value and are on the same path, um, I mean, I'm fortunate that obviously I chose my husband for a lot of reasons, but we're very much on that same path. So we come back together and we have to sometimes say, like, is this who we are? Is this what we're about? You know, because at the end of the day, you know, we want to raise a family of kids that know themselves, that know how to contribute um, to people here and serve and know how to love. It's not that complicated. It really mm. isn't. Yeah. Just on the topic of kids, and I love that you brought that up. I mean, you've got three beautiful kids. Your eldest is kind of knocking on the door of the end of high school, which is such a big deal. Um, how important is it for you to be leading by example? And, and how have you seen that kind of play out for your kids? Because, you know, they're our greatest mirror, aren't they? Oh my <laughs> Always watching. They are. And, you know, it's interesting. <laughs> you do do different things when you think about the eyes that are going to be watching. And on those days when you think maybe you can't or you want to give up or you want to indulge in thoughts that won't serve you because you just are too tired. You just can't. You, you know, I think about the skill set that we're teaching the kids by our example. I think about if I'm not brave or if I'm not talking to someone or if I'm not caring for someone or if I'm not sharing my feelings or if I'm having a hard day and I'm closing myself off and I'm not just saying, hey, actually, here's what's going on right now. If I'm not giving them language, if I'm not showing them that it's okay, you can have a bad day or it's okay, bad things happen, but here's the strength and here's what we know to be true and here's the foundation that we draw upon. If I'm not doing that, then I'm not equipping them. I'm not giving them the tools that they need to navigate life. And, you know, my kids are all going to do what they want. They're going to choose paths that, that they want. 
but if I can give them the scaffolding, if I can give them the tools of knowing how to navigate this crazy world, and we were in such this crazy time where there's so much uncertainty, I, I have to say, I'm really proud of the fact that my kids feel really grounded, that they definitely know who they are, that they're confident to reach out, that they're okay with their feelings. And I just think, yeah, us being that example for them is critical. And there's definitely times where they call me out on stuff and I'm grateful, um, but it, it does kind of sting because they pick up on stuff faster than we can teach they it. They do, don't they? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I love what you said before. And I think, you know, it's interesting. I've been chatting to some people lately where they have been reflecting on maybe their childhood and how they grew up. And if their parents were that open with going through things, and I think you, you mentioned earlier about sharing um, the scar, not the scab. And I really like that. But, you know, some, I think as a parent, sometimes we want to protect our kids and not let them know about all the stuff we're going through. But then how, what is that telling them? It's like, no, put on a brave face, push through. It's going to be okay. Not actually just going, you know what? I'm having a crappy day. You don't need to tell them why. You could say, oh, someone's really hurt me or I'm really, I'm just feeling a little uncertain right now. You don't have to go into all the details and they did this or, you know, the bank balance is this or whatever. Yeah. But it, it's just being real in those emotions because it's letting them know it's okay to talk about that kind of stuff there's a really safe way of doing that and i think we've probably all experienced unsafe ways where yes. it's been shared with us and we're just like whoa too like, much <laughs> couldn't didn't need to know mm -hmm. so i think being able to have that discipline mm. i think discipline is critical for everything right otherwise yes. <laughs> i don't even know what we would do we have to rein it in every now and again so particularly with the kids um you know just what it might look like you know, in the car, um, picking up the kids from school one day. And, and I was having a bit of a struggle. Like I was having a bit of a struggle not knowing when I'm going to get back home, you know, not knowing when I'm going to see my mom again. Um, just normal stuff. And I didn't have the energy to just put on a brave face. And my daughter is sensitive enough to pick up on it. And she just said, Mom, are you okay? And I just said, you know what? I'm actually having a rough time right now. I said, I'm just feeling a little bit sad. I said, I know it's going to be okay, but at the moment, just not knowing when I get to see Gigi is just, it's bringing me down, but I'm going to be okay. And then, you know, she could encourage me. She could be involved in it. I wasn't like closed to her. She didn't see me as not engaging and that there's something scary going on. Like, it's okay. My kids have seen me cry. They're okay with that. They know. And in fact, um, my eldest, Jack, I, we went for a walk this one day and, you know, we're kind of in those moments where you have to have these big conversations. I feel like we have to have these big conversations because he's, he's about to be launched into the big bad world. <laughs> I'll be tugging at him, but he'll be cutting the cord. And, yeah. <laughs> um, and I, I just, I felt that from that period of time when we moved here, that I, I felt like there was a period of time that I had disengaged. I felt that when I was in that depression that I had dropped the ball. And I said to him, and I'll probably cry. <laughs> I said to him, um, I'm sorry. I just don't know if I was always the best mom. 
and he called me out on it. He goes, all right, I can listen to a lot of things, but he's like, I won't listen to this. What are you talking about? And I said, well, there were just times when I was sad and I felt that maybe I wasn't there. And he said, so you think that it was bad that you showed us that you were sad so that we could know that one day when we were sad that it could be okay? You think that was bad? And I just burst into tears. And he said, Mom, that's amazing. Mm. And, you know, you never even know that even in the struggle. Yeah. That you have gifts that you give people. Even when you feel like maybe you let yourself down. Mm. Um, what a wise young man. That's absolutely beautiful. And, and particularly, I think, with raising young boys as well to be comfortable with their emotions and, and see that it's okay to share that. That's, that's such a gift. I have to say, when I have a down day, I look at my kids and I go, okay, something's working out. <laughs> that's beautiful and I guess there are some people listening right now they might be single mamas they might not have a family yet they might be looking at their I guess circle uh, around them and go they're not really my people and you kind of literally picked up everything that you knew including three babies and plopped into a brand new country. Of course, you had your husband with you, but everything else was foreign. What would be some advice you would share if someone maybe is in a situation where they haven't found their people just yet? What can they be doing with their mindset? Is there maybe, I don't know, is there books or podcasts or things that, you know, like, well, if you could just get that between your ears and it's going to set you off on the right path or what are some things that they can start to do to take some personal responsibility to find their people if they can't, if they don't have them just yet. Yeah. I don't necessarily know about like a book or a resource, but I just think, you know, when I would go to a new place and Australia is definitely not the first new place I've ever been to, but it was certainly the most foreign. Well, London was foreign too. You just have to start to look for the things that make you happy, the things that kind of light you up. So if you love, you know, going for walks in nature, or if you love, you know, going to a great cafe, or if you love seeing live music, like think about the things that you love and start doing those things. And you're going to be finding people that are part of that subculture. You're going to be finding people, you know, in that same space. Um, You've got to put yourself out there though. You can't sit at home. You can't sit behind a screen. You literally just have to get up with people. And I think I definitely had to do that. I know that I had, you know, a, a whatever, a carriage, a pusher or whatever you call them. I can't remember what country I'm in, but you know what it is with a kid in it. I know I had pram or something. Pram. So I'm like, you know, I know if you don't have that, it might seem harder. If you don't have a dog, it might sure. seem harder. Everybody th- seems to think, get a dog and life just sorts itself out, which could be true. That could be a completely different podcast. But <laughs> I just think the thing is you just, you do need to put yourself out there. Mm. You do need to be really proactive about making connections. And there's lots of ways to do it. Um, I think just getting out and getting curious and meeting people. You know, go to a cafe, go to a bookstore, um, go to a market, go sit on the beach somewhere. Like just, you kind of have to push yourself a little bit out of the comfort zone and just, just do it. 
Amazing. One of the things that we, we talk about in the Empower Women's Project is that, you know, being empowered in your life isn't just one area. It's looking at all the areas of like our relationship, our health, our finances, you know, our mission, our passion, friendships. Um, for you, when you think about your journey, I guess, or where you're at in life right now, do you have a particular area of life that you're really enjoying learning, growing in? Because it pivots and changes over time, you know, as children grow, as our body changes, as, you know, life evolves. So is there a particular area of life that you're really loving kind of being challenged and, and growing in right now? Totally. Yeah. I, I absolutely love being a part of the Empowered Women's Project and connecting with other women that are either, you know, feeling a little bit lost in their purpose and helping them rediscover that. Um, of those people that are really looking at trying to do something to be proactive about, you know, being the healthiest version of them. Like, I love it. And the thing that's been so exciting for me is finding a way to connect with people all over the place. Like, I'm not limited by the people on my street. I'm not limited by the people in my town. Like, this helps reconnect me to my people back home. This helps reconnect me to my people in the UK. This helps me connect to the people to the places that I want to travel. So I get really, really excited about meeting more people um, that are kind of on that same wavelength. And the other part that I kind of geekily get excited about is all the technology around it. I love the different methods that we have to communicate with people. I love using Facebook and Instagram and, you know, doing podcasts and doing lives and doing IGTV and, you know, creating uh, marketing. Like I just, I love all of it. It taps into a level of creativity that I haven't had probably since I was at university. And you know, I went to art school. I used to be a video journalist. Like I, there's so many things that I love in creating. And this is just a different kind of creating. And the thing that is really beautiful about it is that I can be doing it around the life that I already have. And the life that I already have is part of that same picture. I just love how it pulls all of it together because again, if you talked to me probably five years ago and I would be thinking about, oh, I know what I'm going to do. Like I've been at home. I'm happy being at home as a mom, but I'm going to have to get out there again. And I just had no idea where to begin. All the, all the thoughts that I had come up with, I just kind of kept coming up with a big resounding no. But to have the flexibility to be around my family, to have the flexibility to create the things that I want and work with the people that I want and talk to the people that I want. Like I have so many choices. I love it. Amazing. I love that. And it's been beautiful seeing you grow and learn. And, and there's nothing better than finding out something or, or be learning and growing in, in an area of life that you're really juiced about as well. I, I, I get like that too. I'm a bit of a tech geek. And anytime I'm learning something new about how I can make a process better or get online and it, it just lights me up too. So that's fun. Um, challenging, you know, finding yeah. something, a new challenge. Totally. Right. It's good. You know, life, when we stay in our comfort zone, it's kind of like, and, and it's the same old life day in, day out. There's beauty in routine, but then if you're not challenging yourself at the same time, you're kind of playing small too. That's how I see it anyway. Um, I would love to know if there was one piece of advice, you could go back to that 10 year old little cute Michelle. What would you say to her that would serve her through life? 
probably say never give up never give up on your dreams because you can have every single thing that you want beautiful and it's really come true i have mm -hmm. to say i feel blessed i think about all the things that i wanted and they they were things that were dreams as a child you know i knew that i knew when i was a kid that i wanted to live in australia like why did i know that that's awesome i don't know you know, I think about what's transpired in life and it is really just about having that blind childlike resolve. Mm. I'm doing it. Yeah, you're doing it, girl. I love it. I'm doing it. <laughs> <laughs> and it and it's um, you know, that that does filter down through your kids as well to have them go, Well, I can do whatever I want to. Yeah. Magic. Um, what's one of your another one of your favorite quotes? Mm, it's by B. Oakman. And she says, being our messy, imperfect, authentic selves helps create a space where others feel safe to be themselves too. Your vulnerability can be a great gift to others. Mm. Wow. Well, that is beautiful. And I just want to thank you for your realness and sharing your struggle today, because I know that it will definitely be a survival guide for so many people watching this and having you know, reflecting back on everyone's own personal struggle and how they can be a shining light for others. They might not see it in the moment when it all happens, but in time, um, there's so many beautiful gifts and lessons that can come from it. So I want to thank you so much for being on with us today. Oh, and uh, I'm going to put a link in our show notes so that people can connect with you on Instagram. I know it's underscore keeping the balance underscore. And I love that because, you know, life is a juggle it's a constant juggle and we're a work in progress and um, we'll put all the ways of connecting with you in our show notes but i just want to thank you so much rochelle you've added so much value and uh, look forward to having you on a future podcast as well thanks katie I hope that you enjoyed our special interview with Michelle. She is such a sweetheart and I just love her, just the way she shares her story and how I know for me, even just reflecting on my own journey, there's so many lessons in there. So if you'd like to connect with Michelle, you can go on Instagram to underscore keeping the balance underscore. We'll also put the links to her socials in our show notes. And to learn more about the Empowered Women's Project, you can visit empoweredwomensproject.com or check us out at our other social social media handles. We hope that this inspires you to take one step forward in living your best life. And we look forward to chatting with you on a future podcast. Have a beautiful day.